0: Welcome back, welcome back to the AI4C podcast. I am your host and founder of AI4C, Adam, and man, it has been a whole year since our last episode, and I will be getting into why that is. I'll be getting into the new theme uh, called Residue for this episode and some other following announcements to get into, man, I got to tell you before we jump into this ad real quick, I just want to thank everyone who's been listening to the episodes I did previously, um, which was a year ago, and I still hear reports about them now, um, and I'm super grateful. All right, so before we can jump into anything, let's go jump into this Anchor ad, and then we'll jump right back in. All right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, man. so we begin after a whole year, ladies and gentlemen, this is exciting and a lot of work. (laughs) So... This is exciting and a lot of work, I, I got to be honest. But I, I love it. I, I really do. Um, I, it's the same way I love doing outreaches. It's just being able to uh, influence and affect people in the direction towards Christ and watching lives change is just awesome. Uh, so the topic for this podcast is a residue. Uh, just a heads up, this podcast will not be as long as the other ones. I'm trying to change some things around um, and, you know, we'll probably talk about that later, but in any case, um, the residue, what is it, th- what is it that I mean when I say the words residue, right? Uh, I mean, basically it's the same thing that you would think of when you think of residue, like a bounty commercial, you know, picks up stuff that's left behind by other brands, right? Um, and it, you know, it's similar, just uh, essentially it's the same thing of what you think of when you think of residue. But in the context of uh, spiritual uh, damage and, you know, your heart, (laughs) excuse me, only when I'm recording, all of a sudden do I have hiccups and I got a burp and I feel like I need to like, you know, I don't know, make all these weird snapping noises. Like, (laughs) so only during this time, every other time it doesn't happen. Or maybe I don't know this, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't happen. Anyway. Uh, you know it, I, in the context of residue it's it's the same thing right and but this this thought process came about when I uh was reflecting on the phrase um you gotta fake it till you make it and I thought about that more deeply recently and I thought about things in my own life and just different things uh events in other people's lives that I've been a part of being able to counsel and stuff and what I've noticed is this: I've noticed that a lot of times people take that phrase and try to apply it everywhere, and it's not meant to be applied everywhere, right? And what I mean is this: you can't fake it until you make it. You're healing, right? That's not doesn't work that way. You can't pretend to be healed if you're not, right? Uh, and I know there's like a whole other uh, side to that as well, where people are not even trying to be healed, and they're not pretending that they're healed. But they're taking their brokenness and they're making it their identity. So another form of not being healed is uh, using this uh, coping mechanism of, "Hi, my name is so and so, and I have a whole rap sheet full of brokenness, right? ADHD, and you go down the list of a rap sheet of all the things that create you, and you do, and it's it's just like, man, you." you ever thought about being free from those things instead of coping and, you know, um, just trying to make it who you are, you know? Because I I feel like it, it's almost like we we dressed freedom in a certain type of way to where it's, it's scary. And freedom, when you've been in bondage for a long time, I should say freedom is, it, it can be scary, especially if you've never had it before. So, and, you know, in the context of residue and this whole thing, it's its actually pretty provoking. Um, it, it, it makes you think about where it is that you stand. Like, are you the type of person that is hiding your wounds and you are pretending that it, it's not something that happens? And sometimes we do this for different reasons, right? We do this because we don't feel like people will understand what it is that we're going through. We feel ashamed. We're embarrassed. Uh, maybe we don't know how to communicate it. Maybe we don't trust the people in leadership or the people around us to handle it with care, right? Um, and these are all understandable reasons, but it, it shouldn't really stop us from trying to, to seek God to get help and be free from all these different things, like all these different traumas. Whatever the brokenness is, there is a way of escape, right? Um, I think, uh, you know, there's certainly... uh, For instance, there's a Bible verse here in Psalms... um, In Psalms 147.3, it says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. When we act like... um, the things that would constitute brokenness in our lives, when we act like they don't exist or "Ah, it's not a big deal, we minimize the damage that it created, hoping that it'll heal over time, right? And uh, I I should say, you know, the reality of some phrases is that time does not heal all wounds, right? That is a huge generalization. Um, Time heals wounds that have been handled and uh, bandaged up correctly. <laughs> uh, time don't heal. If you got shot in the chest or stabbed in your side, uh, chances are if you don't handle that and you just think, "Ah, oh, no, time will heal it." No, yeah, you'll die. <laughs> you're, you're dead. You're dead. That's what's gonna happen if it's not taken care of, right? And so we 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 hear these different phrases and stuff, and we just kind of go and we think. Man, uh, time, it, it's so uh, mystical almost, you know, like an old sage who gives this wise wisdom, time will heal heal all wounds, you know, you gotta fake it till you make it, I don't really see a monk saying you gotta fake it till you make it, but, you know, <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, these things, they're, they're kind of mystical and they become a different religion, right, and, unfortunately it's one that doesn't work in the places where it matters the most because it's so important for us to deal with these issues um it's like if you don't it it shows and it shows over time which i think is like awful like it's so awful because there's nothing worse but like Having pent up things from like your past coming at a time where you felt like you were free, like you felt and you thought things were going great, you know. But at the end, it was like, oh no, all these things, and now I can't, I can't do this, I can't do that, you know. Like, and and listen, understandably, there are reasons why we don't talk to people about our brokenness, right? There's a reason why people fake it, because it's scary to deal. Even Christian, especially Christian content creators. I was talking to somebody recently, and they are somebody who I experienced that side of them too, where um, their whole entire Instagram is about Christ, his forgiveness, love, and all that. But let that person see you fail or let's say you... Fail in front of them in a way where they are supposed to like forgive you, even if it's not crazy big. They now it's so it's difficult for that individual to see you, and forgive you like Christ did, even though their entire Instagram is based on that premise. They they themselves find it hard to forgive people and look past it. Like that's it's it's like that, and that it that's there because there's other issues in their own life that they have to deal with, right, before engaging in any other type of Uh, uh, you can't really move forward without dealing with that. And I want to give you an example of what that looks like when you don't. So let's say you have a house, right? And inside your house, there are many rooms, right? Of course, every house has rooms. But in this house, this house is going to represent your life. And each room represents different parts of your life that are things that you are going to do, enjoy, enjoy, experience what happens is when we don't deal with issues that come up it's like someone taking hostage of one of those rooms and instead of uh going through the process of being healed right and allowing God to heal us and work with us to overcome and be free from that um we, what we do is this invader comes in, right? The trauma, the brokenness, this invader comes in and now wants to hold that room hostage. And and now we're like, I every time I, I, I look in that room or I go in that room, I'm attacked by this event. I'm attacked. Every time I go into that room, I'm attacked. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to close the door and I'm going to put a picture of an open door in that room so that I know it's not there, but I can also tell that that door is not like the others. So what I do is, you know what, whatever. It's just one door, not a big deal. There's plenty of other doors, right? There's plenty of other things that I can go and not have to deal with that. Next thing you know, the overflow of that room begins to go into another room. Why? Because these types of residue don't just sit still, right? They are active they're slow but they're active and they infect right and they're more infectious than let's say covid they're more infectious than um it, it's I'm trying to find a way to understand hopefully it's it's clear enough because sometimes I tend to give too many examples <laughs> but it's it's a highly infectious thing this type of residue it's like a, a venom when I say venom I mean like the character venom If you don't know, go watch the movie, man. (laughs) You know, get a bootleg or whatever, you know. (laughs) Anyway, uh, it's like that. You know, it's a symbiotic type of feeling. All right, enough examples. So uh, it it takes over one room and it, it tries to invade another. And now it doesn't fully invade the other room. But what tends to happen is that you begin to see mirror images of it. In certain places in that room, there's spots over here, it's beginning to come black. It wasn't there before, but you're unsure. And you're like, I don't know, it's not really a big deal. The room is mostly white and good. It's all that. And over time, it now you can't go in that room, right? Because that room reminds you of the other room and you don't want to do with either one of those. Now those two doors are completely closed. But eventually, it doesn't even have to seep into other places. Different life events happen that cause brokenness. People backstab you. Um, uh, people uh, betray you. Uh, someone breaks your heart in a relationship. You're married and your wife cheats on you. Like this, your child dies, right? And these are all different rooms in your house. You have different rooms in your house that are taken up by these different types of events. So it's not just one room simply being venom and going into other rooms. It's other life events that are are taking up these these rooms, right? Because, like I said, the, each room is a uh, a space or a composite of just different life events, and so because we are not trying to go and the process of being healed and allowing Christ to do the difficult stuff in us, right, the scary stuff in us, which is go through that process of being healed we close off those rooms, we avoid those rooms to the point where eventually there will not be any room you can go into where there isn't some hint of those brokenness, right? Of all those different things that are, are traumatizing, that are, are, that are ravaging your life, causing you to have a, a crazy amount of depression, anxiety, all, it's beginning to morph the person God intended you to be right and this is i'm i'm talking directly to people who have trusted christ because it is easy to allow the world's events and just life events to bring us into a shell and allow us to be a slave to some of the most hardest times in our lives and so what we do is we just pretend that they're not happening because it's easier right another example of of this is um this is unintended, this idea I'm about to say now. I just thought about it now. But it's like a young girl or a young boy who is being abused at home. And instead of trying to seek for help because there's fear, maybe nobody will listen. I feel dirty and ashamed, and I feel like it's my fault. Instead of going to to seek help, you stay quiet. And when you go to school, no one knows what's happening because it's easier that way. I'd rather fake it till I make it out of here. But then what happens is when you get older, it doesn't just go away, does it? The older you get, the more you begin to see that the people you talk to, the people you date, the people you work with, the people you want to love, these things become difficult. They, they become difficult to do. They become difficult to navigate because I did not give that part of the wilderness that I went through to God. I want to read you something. And it's not, I want to be clear. These are all difficult things to do. Nothing that I'm saying is easy, but it's necessary, right? There's a verse here in Isaiah 40, verse 3, right? And it says, a voice of one crying out, prepare the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Make a straight highway for our God in the desert. Isaiah 40, verse 3. Now I bring that up. Knowing that that verse, the context is, it's a prophetic message about the coming, um, you know, forerunner before Christ, John the Baptist, right? Who cries out, prepare the way for the Lord. The the kingdom is coming. Jesus is coming, right? Um, But I, I wanted to use that because of the context that we're talking about. Like the fact that John the Baptist is saying, prepare the way for the Lord in the wilderness. And I, this that sentence is important because, of course, the focus is not how I'm using it, but just using it as something to reflect on. Um, it's when I say that we need to go back, or even sometimes we're living these situations now, right? We need to have a space. We have to have this availability availability for God to come in, which is. To make a straight path for the Lord to come in and deal with our brokenness. We have to have room for God to come in. Because one of the things that we do is the moment there is that hard danger. Right? The moment there is that danger that is understandably scary. That is understandably heavy. That is understandably overbearing and too much. Right? It's understandably. And... Even God says that it is, right? He, he says for you to give over your yoke to him, give him your heavy burdens, right? And this most definitely qualifies as a heavy burden, right? Notice the qualifications for someone to go to God and give them their heavy burdens is have heavy burdens, like you don't have to have a metro card you don't have to have a vaccine passport to go to Jesus you don't have to have none of that you just have to have burdens and the crazy thing about burdens is that everyone has them which means no one is excluded from the healing grace and power of Christ what Christ calls and does require of us is that in order to make that straight path For god to come in and deal with it two things you've got to give your life over to him and be like god listen lord i need you i cannot do this on my own i said the cliches i played the instagram game and lived my life full of filters but it's catching up and it's eating me inside god i want to talk about these things but i don't feel safe to say them because i don't know who it is that i can trust but I want to be free from this. I don't want to continue to carry this. And some of us have been in a place where we are praying to God like this. Like, we're saved. We trust God. We've been walking with God for a, a while, right? A hot minute. And we're saying to God, Lord, how long do I have to carry this burden, right? And that, that whole sentence right there is going to be an entire another podcast about dealing with burdens for a long time. And crying out to God for a long time. That'll be a whole another podcast. That is a whole another deeper conversation. However, just getting to God and just preparing to where in our life for Him to come. And that looks like allowing God to come and change your life. When God comes and help, it, like the most craziest thing is that you think that God would come and then nothing would happen, except exactly what you want. Except God is bigger than what it is that we are calling Him to do, and through the process of change, as difficult as it may be, and it is, uh, through the process of helping you to become free, because sometimes inside the things that keep us captive, there's, even if something was done to us, there is always an element of something that we're doing, right? Always, right? And it could be something as vicious as someone attacked you, someone backs you, someone hurt you in whatever way you all the examples I used previously, right? There's always an element of your position and what you're playing, right? And sometimes it's maybe you've been dealing with that for so long you don't want to be free because it's scary. It's scary to live any other way. How can I trust another person? I, I can't. have a father figure, that's, that's scary because every man that I've trusted has been deceitful. I, how can I possibly trust another female? Every female I, I've dealt with has been deceitful and only wanting me for things that I can to give her, never really loving me for myself, right? And so it there's so many different things. Like, how can I trust another adult because the last adult took advantage? And like, how do I do that? And it's all these different things that we can fall under. And we can fall under these things because we, the world is, is crazy complicated. But the moment we begin the process of, allowing God to deal with us, prepare yourself for what God is going to show you. And he's going to begin to pull stuff. He's going to begin to to break stuff, make things loose, make things even clear. Like, things will begin to happen, but it's not going to be something that's easy, right? And he's going to use different people to do so, right? He's either going to use, like, perhaps, and granted, I can't, Put a limit on what I think God will use. You know, I know God is not gonna use somebody on TikTok who is reading you tarot cards and burning sage. I want to say that right now. <laughs> like, if that's you, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> stop, stop doing that. Listening to Hill's song, doing tarot cards and burning sage. <laughs> that's that's so crazy. Anyway, but you know, we God will bring people into your life, especially if you're asking for him to bring the right people, right? And so if you're one of those people who who, who has been praying and asking God and you stumble across this, somebody shares this with you, um, then understand that what you've been praying for is happening right now. You know, God is trying to present to you, listen, I know what it is that you're going through and I've been trying to get your attention to allow me to help set you free from sin, brokenness, the captivity, all of that, allow me to do what I came to do inside of you. But there's like a hesitation, right? Like God is saying, "Listen, I I want to. This is what allow me to come and do this, and I will change your life. Period. Right? You if you genuinely allow Christ to come in and do these things, things will change in ways that you." Had no idea what even happened, and (laughs) waiting. Like I really, I can't say enough about. I can't say enough about what I've seen God do in myself, and I'm really imperfect, right? I've had my ups and downs. I've, man, run into walls. Like it's, but God's grace is so much more greater than the things that I've run into. And my identity is not, you know, my identity is not somebody who, oh, my identity is I don't have a dad when I grew up, right? Or other awful things that may have happened to me that only a few people know, right? My identity is not those things. My identity is I am saved by the grace of God. I'm a new creature. I may not be what I could be. But thank God that I'm not what I was, right? The Vodi Bakum saying, and it's true. I'm not my brokenness. Yeah, those things happen, but it's not me, right? I'm not. I don't. I don't plan on staying there. Wherever I fall, I don't plan on staying. Some people love to wallow in it, and I can tell you, yo, it is easy to wallow in your own self-pity and in your own brokenness for sure. Wallowing is very easy, uh, but also very depressing. But my urge for you is that you would become someone who hears what is being said now and you would take a moment, because we all have those moments of clarity, right, where we reflect and be like, I don't want to do this. Like, I I don't want to do this. I don't want to be in this state anymore. I don't want to be thinking about the time when I was in college and these people took advantage of me. I don't want to continue to live with this mindset or carrying the residue of when I was in a foster home, and they were abusing me. I don't want to still struggle with the fact that when I was younger, my parents just neglected me, and so I had to seek attention from everywhere, right? I don't want to suffer with that. I don't want to suffer with the idea that I, you know, maybe you're dealing with, like, same-sex attractions, and you're, like, trying to figure that out. I'm like, God, what do I do with that? You have people on TikTok who are saying, no, this is not what the words mean, and then you have other people who have been studying it longer than that person that you just listened to has been alive. (laughs) And um, they're sitting here telling you, no, that's that's not what that's saying. You know, that's not what that means, that other person. And it's all this different confusion. You have to seek God. You have to find people who are looking to pour into your life with a real sense of integrity, who know God truly right? Because there's a lot of craziness going on out there, especially, and I say that mostly to the youth because a lot of you guys are are caught up in, TikTok is such a minefield, you know? It it really is. It's like a a car is a great tool, but you can drive on a road and turn like three inches to the left and be a, a murderer, just driving on the sidewalk, hitting people left and right. And I feel like the majority of things that I've seen on TikTok is people just driving on the sidewalk. (laughs) That's, that's what it seems like that on Twitter. Oh my goodness. But you know, we have to get to a point where we feel like God, I'm done. Like, please God, I need to be saved. I, as scary as it is, we have, we have, we have to have a, a similar mindset, like the man in scripture who God asked him if he believed so that he could be healed. And, he says, God, I, he's like, Jesus, I, I believe, but help my unbelief. And I feel like that's a very real place to be, right? Like, God, I want to be brave and I want to deal with this, but I, God, help the part of me that wants to stay and pretend like it doesn't exist. I know it's affecting me in other places. I know it's affecting my marriage. I know it's affecting my relationships with people, God. I know it's affecting all these different things. Lord, help me to... to have help me to help the other part of me that doesn't want to move into this healing process god help that part to come on board with the rest of me that is tired of suffering with all of this trying to seek attention from people who who I don't even know trying to to date and I constantly, or rather unconsciously, dating the same type of toxic people. I, I find myself in a situation, or I can't f- seem to allow myself to get close to anybody because what has been done. Or I, I'm still suffering with the thought of losing, <clears throat> losing my child. God, um, you know, I, I'm still suffering with the thought of having people who I served with for years turn and literally, backstab me, and. Just trying to trust your people again, God. Like, all, like, there's so many places where this brokenness exists. And it's so many, it's multifaceted brokenness. And it's even more of a reason why we need Christ to come in and help us with this, right? It, we have to have that place, again, where we make a path in the wilderness for the Lord to come so that he can heal us. Right, God is not going to force His healing on you. He will give you this space if you choose to walk in it. There's now, granted, there are situations where God will pull all that away and be like, "Listen, I'm not going to allow you to go and and kill yourself in this way." But most of the time, God will allow us to walk in that place until we wake up, because God's not going anywhere. Right? It's God is right there, ready. At any moment, for us to go prepare the way for the Lord in our own life, in that these moments of uh, wilderness, right, which for some of us feels like decades, um, but if when we prepare the way for the Lord in these moments, God will come a- a- and help deal with us. And that beginning process, though, it can be hard and tears and heart wrenching. The freedom that is on the other side is worth more than the fear that we have to start the process of healing, right? And when I say healing, what I don't mean is like some Benny Hand smack you on the forehead, you fall out, and you start doing a Harlem shake. That's not what I'm talking about, right? Um what I'm saying is that healing in a sense of God is dealing with your heart and He is maneuvering stuff. And each day, you know, you you're waking up and you're you're doing whatever God has uh, situated for you as you go on that process because everyone is this process going look this process is going to look different for everyone, right? And that prayer is going to be real. And man, that, that fight is going to be real, but I promise you, I, I have not seen anyone who genuinely, 110 percent went to, went to Christ and went to seek that healing to overcome never I've never met a person who went through that and wasn't healed and changed and grateful forever for that. I've seen people who who have half-heartedly done it um, and who they at least convinced themselves that they gave it their all. But then when you listen to them tell the story, it's like, oh, no, you, you didn't actually try. You were hoping that people would be doing it for you. Like, you think that there's, like, here's your four-step program to overcoming um trauma of being raped you know i was like no no there's there's no four-step program like your soul doesn't have steps like (laughs) like your soul does not have when repairing your soul there's no four-step program right there's a process right and when we give our lives to god there is a process of sanctification and this process is difficult Right. And it's not things you have to work to get into God's favor. Uh, Sanctification for those who are born again means it's the process of becoming holy, not perfect. Right. Uh, Because we'll never be perfect until we see Christ face to face. Right. Um, And so. Within that process, everything is being dealt with because the believer is going before God every day being as transparent as difficult as they may be with him and with people that god has ordained in his life and trying to move forward and dealing with difficult situations in our life right and that that growth that comes from that is amazing It's it's definitely a blessing and that's what i urge everyone who is listening (laughs) excuse me um that's what i urge everyone who's listening to to, to hear what it is that I'm saying, find and and identify the residue that you are dealing with. Not dwell on your past. That's not what we're talking about, right? But identify the residue from previous brokenness in your life and go on attack mode with, with Christ at the helm, with Christ at the forefront of that. But the only way that is possible is if you surrender everything to God, and begin to move in that process with Him, right? If you don't know um, somebody who you can talk to, right? Reach out to the podcast, and I'll like I will go and find people for you. Like I, I the connections is, is pretty good, and God willing, I, I, it's possible to find someone for you to talk to or a a local church even in your area um you know if but always first try to go to your church and if you don't feel like your church is let's say mature enough to to handle the situations one you kind of have to question yourself whether it's like your arrogance for whatever reason or um is it really your church like is it really your church that's off or you just Finding excuses to like not go through the process of you being healed and you just trying to delay, you know, and you rather just suffer uh, with that brokenness. Um, But I would try to go into the church first. Pray first, God, please, I'm going to try to do this. God, I'm going to go and try to talk to my pastor. I'm going to go try to talk to, um, you know, leadership in the church. And God, I pray that you would bring me around the right people to help me deal with this, right? If you're going to go to like a Christian counselor, then pray and ask God for the right one. Ask him for the the, the right Christian counselor that can deal with you, right? Because not all Christian counselors are for you, right? Every They, they fit. It's, just, it's like different uh, characters of people that you will meet. Um, and I, I happen to know one of those. So if that is something that you're seeking, I can also connect you to that person as well, right? I, I want AI4C to be something that we don't simply, like, just... Um, preach the gospel but there are practical things that I want to help people do in context of scripture right and at least as best as I can uh, in context of scripture Um, and I say that because a lot of times when let's say some of us may have asked for help in churches before and we heard things like well you know if you just if you just fast and pray and you know God will God will deliver you from this not realizing that they told someone that I actually saw a story of a young girl who um she killed herself in I forget that place in Manhattan it, it has it looks like a, a a beehive if you guys may know what I'm talking about who live in New York uh, it looks like a beehive but I, I think she killed herself there along with a young man who killed herself there and I think from if I remember the story correctly um. Everyone knew that she was depressed. Everyone knew that what she was going through, and that's the advice people gave her, praying fast. Everybody was praying for her, all that. And she just kind of accepted the fate that she was depressed and suicidal, and she ended up taking her own life. But she seemed happy in front of everybody, and everybody thought there was progress, but she was still openly depressed about everything and saw life in such a very dark way. Um, And she still took her life. And I'm like, yo... This, that's such a tragic uh, uh, such a tragic story and for me because I am built this way I find it tragic that that's the only advice that people could give her right or anyone because I've been in situations where I've been given that advice not that I've been suicidal but when I'm struggling with certain things or whatever or when I hit phases of like depression for whatever reason when I hear someone say oh there's praying and fast and you know come to our bible study and stuff like that and God I was like bro there's There's practical things that will help you overcome. There are practical, biblical things that will help you (laughs) overcome. But I feel like because a lot of Christians are naive and um, don't know the answers to uh, complicated situations like this, that we resort back to what we know to say. Instead of saying, I don't know, and maybe I'll find someone who will help you. And I don't want AI4C to be that. I I want AI4C to be if i don't know let's do some research and find out or let me find someone who is the best in this circumstance who 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 deals in this type of brokenness or that type of brokenness and let's try to get people together so that people can be healed and finally free right and that that's the goal that's the goal you know with this episode just starting off you know, forgive my my rustiness in this podcast. <laughs> so, if you listen to the other podcasts, maybe they're a little smoother than this one. I just it's gonna take me a little bit to get back into the swing of things, but man, um, guys, I guess before I go, I want to I I want to encourage you to consider what was said right? And I want you to, if you find yourself in this podcast somewhere and you identify with what it is I'm saying, then take that and please move and do accordingly, you know, prepare the way in your life. You're in the wilderness, then prepare a way for the Lord to come in to deal with these things. Don't be isolated, right? Don't, feel like, oh, I saw some bad Christians on YouTube. I had a bad experience in church once before. And now these Christians are just like this. I'm like, listen, you see doctors mess up all the time, right? All the time. And their mess ups, people die, right? But you see like a handful of Christians just mess up and you don't want to go to church anymore and you blame God and all that stuff. But you see doctors mess up crazy and you still go. Right? Like, you, there was a, a, a whole thing about a dentist who um, was taking advantage of people, <laughs> who was taking advantage of people while they were asleep. And I'm like, people still going to the dentist, though. Like, so you gotta, I feel like those things are more spiritual, where we find an excuse to not go to God because we know that God deals with deeper things, right? We know God deals with um, deeper things and we're willing to allow and that's the thing you have to be willing to let go so that God can do so that Jesus can do what he came to do right so yeah you know i think i think that's it guys i think i guess what 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 i would encourage is try to seek someone out in your church your local church pray about it of course first um but don't only pray about it you, there has to be action behind this, you know. You have to go forward and desire to be free and fight for fight for that, you know. Um, prepare the way for the Lord in this wilderness. I know I keep saying that, but it's, like, really important. Um, you know, you got to remember that, uh, you know, God's path to freedom is often through the wilderness. You got to remember that. That way you're not looking for God in some, like, other facet it's in that pocket it's in the brokenness where he is readily available right the bible says that god is near to the brokenhearted um and those who are crushed in spirit like god is there you know um so yes definitely try to reach out to leadership pray about who it is you're going to talk to first that is very important right because you can't just say everything to whoever right um Try to set those appointments. You know, uh, s- get that that guidance. Um, you know, if you need Christian counselors, then do that as well. If you're trying to find one, I, I can help you find one, um, and who can also lead you to many others as well. Wherever it is you feel like you want to at least step in that direction, but Christ has to be the center, the beginning, and the end of all the process of healing. Or you would just end up in the same spot or worse. Anyway, guys, listen, I love you. And yeah, I guess this is almost close to the same time the other podcasts are. So I was thinking, (laughs) I was thinking, I was thinking it's going to be lower, but it's not. Um, Anyway, guys, listen, uh, be safe. um, And yeah man i love you guys i'm excited to see what happens next oh that's right all right so i am looking for people who are interested in doing ministry right and who are interested in joining ai4c in the podcast there are two different types of episodes that i want to have and eventually i will love to have three episodes a week right the monday morning episode will be like this right where we'll be talking you and i Sometimes it'll be Bible study form. Sometimes it'll just be a conversation like this. Uh, More rustic, rustic, more rusty and stuff like this, but just a conversation where it's like I'm talking directly to you, not scripted. I don't like scripted things. You know, it's no bueno. (laughs) Not not in this situation. Um, And then there's the middle of the week podcast where we are giving information about well, the Wednesday, the middle of the week will be different, right? Because the middle of the week will be have interviews and stuff like that, which is already being done. I already have two interviews working on the third, um, and those will be released starting February. That's important. So that's going to be a blessing. Um, but I'm looking for a fourth, uh, excuse me, the, the third podcast, which will be eventually on Fridays, where it'll be a session. This will be a more raw forum podcast podcast. Um, it's going to be where me and a group of people will be talking about some very real subjects from world stuff to, like, news and politics and all that stuff um, to um, theological things. and But everything's due to Christian perspective. And it's imperfect Christians also. Like, you'll see the flaws very quickly. Like, <laughs> perhaps some of the jokes will not be the best, but that is certainly the pot that that Friday podcast will certainly be the ones that will probably start up the most conversation. But I'm also, like I said, I'm looking for people who are willing to join and help in different facets because AI4C is not just a podcast, but it is a building outreach. So I'm looking for people who are in New York and Jersey who are in Florida, different places like that to help uh, grow AI4C to do more ministry in different places and affect more people and reach them in a very tangible way. I don't only want to preach the gospel to people, but I want to find out a very practical way of helping them uh, either get to a better place, fulfilling needs, the same way I believe Christ would do. Um, So if you are interested, you know, get a hold of me on Instagram. That's AI, the number four and the letter C dot NY, or that's also the Gmail. Just add Gmail at the end of that. AR4c.ny gmail.com So again ladies and gentlemen, it's good to be talking with you. I pray that everything is blessed and that is a wrap.